Hello. 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 I'm not. I'm not joking about it. You're not joking about it. Hello. Hello. Gentlemen. Hi. Hey now. Welcome. I think we have our audio issues sorted out. Everything's sounding all right on your end. I wish. Yeah. I wish for the Patreon subscribers or Kickstarter people. I don't know. Whatever that. Whatever that thing is. I wish we'd recorded that. That was a nice moment of how podcasting works. Yeah. Random echoes. Yeah. My goodness. If you ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you ever wanted to become a Patreon subscriber and get like, you know, inside access to the goings on and the workings of, you should check it out before we hit record. My goodness, uh-huh. you missed a good one tonight. <laughs> it was quite, yeah, it was quite, quite good. Some, yeah. I won't, I won't, some serious content. I won't go on at length about it except to say that it, it's a very confusing process and I screwed something up or something changed, but it's all sorted out now. Right, guys? Yeah, we don't even know for sure. I don't if think you screwed anything up. I don't yeah, think yeah. I did. I, I certainly just, didn't change anything manually. But uh, no. there you go. Voice meter yeah. potato. Let me tell you something. I gave you my twenty-five bucks two years ago. You know, come on, come on, stop <laughs> letting me down. Stop putting out updates. Random guy in Czechoslovakia that maintains this piece of software. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're good though. Yeah, I think it's resolved. I, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. It sounds yeah. good right now. Uh, guys. Yes. How are you? Nick? How you holding it? Doing great. Yeah? Yeah. Doing well. It was, uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, because the weather today, that's pretty much, oh that my seems to be a pattern. Goodness. <laughs> how was the, how, it was. 60 degrees was, out here in Eldersburg, 60 man. 60 degrees. 60 yeah. effing degrees. I, 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 the wife and kids played outside on a beautiful precedence day. It was like spring yeah. had sprung. My goodness. Right? Nice, yeah. We got a nice day off of school. Yeah, man. I'm really grateful for that. So that's great. How are things Good. out on the west you, coast, Greg? there, Greg? Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> I just got back in myself uh, early yesterday because I took the weekend and went to Spokane, Washington, and uh, Boise, Idaho. Ooh, that's right. For, Boise. for a pair of shows. That's right. Yeah, and uh, that was that was a great trip. Um, both shows were at knitting factories. Okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, boy, they know what they're doing. So like the shows were really well promoted. You know, everything was taken care of. The crew was fantastic. Nice. Um, you know, we had some really energetic opening bands and good turnout. Great turnout. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I have really good. Um, so <clears throat> that's great to hear, Greg. I, I have to say that um, last week this is uh, this is real talk here. I, I'm not sure. I, mm. I couldn't. After we recorded our podcast, I couldn't uh, fall asleep, so I ended up wandering back downstairs, and I'm not sure what drove me to it, but I ended up looking up the Red Knot Chili Peppers on YouTube, which I had never done before. Oh. I'd never actually seen you other than a couple, like, clips, like, on Facebook. Oh. Of course, I'm, I'm familiar with guitar. I, I'm familiar with what you're able to do on stage, you but know I've, never seen, you I've know. never seen the Red Knot, Red Knot Chili Peppers in action, really. Right. And yeah, you did, you weren't able to make it to that Harrisburg show. I was not. You had your fi- I was your not. family vacation. Right, right. Exactly. So Nick knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I saw the the video, the 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 two hour long full set video of you at the retro junkie, something like that. Retro. Mm. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> that was a wild night. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded great, man. The band was Thank fantastic. You, it was really, really, Thank really you. good. I, I, particular, I, I particularly enjoyed. That, oh God, I'm drawing a blank on the 
chili pepper song is like that's a great song you guys killed that i love like the 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 vibe and the the groove you guys got going on that and that fed into Mm. nick and i's sleepers practice our band oh nice uh, the the following week we had a jam that was almost exactly like that nick i didn't tell you that's where i cop that Yeah, it's funny, man. I actually used that as an example of um, it kind of does like a little harmonic minor moment in that. In that song, so I, I used that as a reference. To, I was talking about it. Something. Absolutely, man. But um, no, but I was really impressed. Uh, I mean, not that I you, was man. expecting anything less, but it was great to see you guys in action. Just meant to say, oh, that yeah, it's. Uh, I appreciate it very much, man. And um, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's a, it's a it's a joke, but it's like a joke that people seem to get. <laughs> so you yeah. know what I mean? It's like I'll just keep. I'll, you it's know, we'll just show. keep playing. It's a hell of a show. I'll say that much. Yeah. Well, and it's a, you know, like Boise, man. I'll I'll send you guys a a video over Facebook that the sound guy in Boise took. Okay. It's just like it was a rowdy crowd, man. All right. Yeah. Rowdy, the the room held like a thousand. I think it was like eight hundred that showed up. Like we didn't sell it out, but it was like really like excited, really excited about everything. Like just happy to be there, mm-hmm. and like so much like like the fa- like everyone's faces were just like. It's not always like that. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the audience is there, but they're not really there. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I These people were there, like <laughs> wide-eyed, st- like so. And you know, I like to interact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And when you get that, it's like, man, you know, Feed that's you. what that's what we're here for. Yeah. You know. Nice. That energy. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's a big. You know, it's we've been feeling it a lot lately, man. I, I gotta say, uh, but. Holy crap! Yeah, but, I mean, I'll send you guys a clip just because you'll see like, you know, we play like Californication's like in Californication. We just get back to the to the main riff, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. and like it's the, it's a kind of a quieter moment. So people are just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what yes. I, I tell you what like, I respect. The, even the quiet the, moments are loud. I, 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 I'll say this, and then we'll be done stroking Greg's ego here for Sorry. a little bit. Sorry, it's not no, about that. It's okay. It's good to spread this. But way. I do want to say this because. <laughs> It's something that I don't think that you, like on a cursory listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you, I don't think you get this with John Frusciante, but like, I know that you understand this, Greg, but like, his guitar parts are like, really minimal and sparse, and there's not a lot of distortion, not a lot of gain, and they're very quiet, and it's a three-piece band, and there's not a lot of like, there's not like a pad, like a keyboard pad behind them a lot of times, mm-hmm. like, there's not a lot of background Sometimes, vocals, you know, but like, rarely. So there's a lot of space, and that's a really brave thing for a bar band to undertake, and you guys do it. Yes. And that is like, that is the key. It's brave for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to get up in front of 50,000, 75,000 people and do it that way, of course. Of course. But for a cover band to do it and like not, you know, you're not piling on the distortion trying it, it, yeah i know, so I, know I know i know you know for me i'm like I, I you feel I so just, naked I up there i can only resist. imagine like how yeah. naked you feel but well, like it, oh, it sounds great it sounds great thanks man i i'll just on one last little like guitar nerd thing man like i've probably been a bigger advocate 
on this topic in the past than most of the people you know, but like I can never use an amp model okay. live. Okay. In that band, it's like impossible. Like I've tried, I've tried it because I used to. I have to rely on the backline. Okay, but like like Axe Effects, like the newest you have one. Tried you know, it. like bam. You have tried. It. I've tried it live because I show up and the opening band's like, "This is what we have," and I'm like, "Oh god!" So he's what he no. what Greg is talking about is a it's basically yeah, a computer you know. in a box that I'm sorry. That genera- no, 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 it's okay. It's that good. generates a an amp a model emulates. of a it emulates right. the sound of a classic amplifier. And you know, a yeah. lot of people, professional musicians, do use those. Meshuggah is a perfect example of a band that live on them live. It, it, live, it, yes, they they almost pioneered it, but mostly what they were using it for was studio stuff. And then I have a different attitude with it. Okay, in the studio, it's a different thing. But live for that band, <sighs> there's no like. Why? That's what when is you it? realize. Is there like a micro delay that you just can't put your finger that's on? That's part of it. That is definitely part of it. There's latency no matter what. Okay, okay. When you use those things, it's the difference between digital and analog. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You know? I mean, and for they're me, getting it always so comes down close. to the latency, but at least on the drums, because it, that's, it's, yeah. Well, it's even more obvious on the drums, I imagine, but still there on guitar, especially when you're used to playing through a nice tube amp and mm-hmm. the response. It's, it's all about the response, because you're so. You're paying so much attention to your timing. Yeah. Yes. And, and, yeah. You know, and, and when you got a clean sound, and you're digging in, you mm. want that kind of response that you get from a tube amp that you're expecting to get. Yeah. And if you're not quite that getting immediate. that, it throws yeah. you off. I imagine. If for for those of you who aren't guitar players, which I imagine, <laughs> whatever. The point is, it's 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 like driving a car, and like you push accelerate, and it does but it takes a second it's like a print that's what i'm trying to describe (laughs) yeah like most new cars (laughs) digital electronic right (laughs) i mean and that's just the way that stuff is at least for now and i'm sure they're working on it it's the same reason why we can't jam over zoom yeah exactly and that's really what it comes down to it's it it is more the um it's you expect it when you hit it because that way you can feel it and when you have to factor in uh like this micro delay uh, yeah it is it's yeah. Too, it's and not only that but then I also have to expect it to play well with my pedals because it's not like I'm going to sit there and like, generate patches for all the different stuff that I have to True. do right. so I'm running my pedal board into it and my pedal board plays better with analog amps with real tube amps mm-hmm. you know so we insist I've only ever had to do that like twice in the several years I've been playing with them So my goodness I can only imagine uh, I, I, showing up to a gig and the backline amp that you have is a modeling amp I can't, I can't Oof, imagine brutal and, and 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 the guys who being super nice and letting me use yeah. it yeah. and saying like hey I'll sit down and we'll, we'll work it out all out and I'm like I hear you but yeah. I just cannot let's go down to the music store and rent game. an amp for a night for a hundred yeah. bucks we've definitely right? like there, there was one time where we like we had to do that yeah. like last minute or something or we tried to and failed. I can't remember. Well, anyway, this has been fascinating. But, we could just talk anyway. about this for the rest of the hour. If I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Believe me, don't get started. I have so many stories, Jay. That would like that would be where you'd light up. <laughs> you like about like what what I what what I show up and see when I get arrive at the venue. Can, it's just uh, like <gasps> sometimes it's a nightmare, yeah. and then other times you're like, oh my god, this is gonna rule. <laughs> you know? So you just never know what's gonna happen. But we do insist on a tube amps. So Indy, for well, you well, players out there, it's, get the. F- it's the amps. same way with this podcast. In my opinion, yeah. I show up each night. I'm ready to do my work, and I just never know uh-huh. what I'm going to get. You know, some nights exactly. it just rolls, Cause and some nights it's a you know it's a absolutely uh, line six variax or whatever. But, yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, that that's um, that's what happens when you do things consistently. 
you know, and you know, you, you learn how to work around it. And we, I think we've done it 133 times straight. Am I uh, correct? Yeah, I, I, exactly, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself, Greg. So, so let's get this thing started, boys. Let's kick it off. Yes, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. Not condensing, not editing, <laughs> not nope. dumbing things down for our listeners since episode number one. This is episode 133. We've made it this far, Ooh. gentlemen. And uh, my wow. name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And man, it is great to have you here. I think we got a great show for you tonight. Nick's going to be starting things off. He's going to be talking about, uh, is it fair to say a personal hero of yours? A guy that you've no, drawn, actually, a, drawn a lot of inspiration we're, we're gonna, from, at least? We're going to tie things together this episode. Ooh. It's going to be good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Loving yeah. the sound of that. That's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Greg's going to be talking about a personal hero of his with a slightly different interpretation. I never said a personal hero, but okay. <laughs> you used to have one of his signature guitars. Not true. Okay, you had a guitar that was very similar to I, one I, of his I, signature I had one, guitars. I had, yes, this is true. This is true, yes. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> Austin has it now. Okay, anyway. <laughs> and I will be talking about nothing like any of that. Personal hero of yours. No, I'll be talking. Oh. A personal hero of mine, the guy who invented Spotify. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's enough right. rambling for me. Nick, please. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey. All right. Um, let's get some music. Mm. Let's listen to some music. How about that? That um, sounds great. Tame I Impala, hope this works. Tame and, yeah, we'll see. Well, well, it's Tame Impala. I don't know. Is that going to work for you? Works for me. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, let's go for it. So this is uh, the Tame Impala released B-sides and remixes of The Slow Rush oh. recently. Um, and oh, a, a new song came out of it. Um, it's called The Boat I Row. Let's give this a listen. That guy's ability to yeah. just take a single melodic idea and just just run with it. it you know? That song is that idea repeated three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just with different different arrangements. It's it's great. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. Keeps your attention the entire way through. It's great. Absolutely does. Yeah, he's he's amazing. So okay, my topic. So I was for some reason today. I think it was the weather. 
and it was feeling like early spring. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second, are the Grammys coming up? When are the Grammys? What happened <laughs> when with When are the Grammys coming up? <laughs> Apparently they were hmm. delayed until near the end of April. Because I was going to say, aren't they, they usually in January? They're or? usually, I th- well, last year we did the Grammy episode in early March, I think. Oh, um, hmm. So anyway, so I went to the list because I've been hearing like interviews. Uh, specifically, I've been hearing uh, this year's nominee leader um, was actually John Baptiste, who I have brought up multiple times and alluding to Jay's um, mention of hero. Because um, I, I really do respect that guy. I love his well, I love his ethos. He just brings joy to the table. And um, yeah, and he's got he's got a big audience. You know, like people a, know about him. Yeah, well, it's and yeah, and, and the, it's really cool to see him getting this much recognition, especially since mm-hmm. I think this year they changed the way that nominations occur. It's by like other artists, is that right? Oh, I, I didn't know about that. So, I didn't hear that. Well, and I had specifically heard him on uh, Song Exploder after his album We Are came out talking about the process of pulling together the songs for the album. And I kind of started to realize like, wait a second, this guy's, and, and, and this makes sense because of the, his work on the Stephen Colbert show, this guy's talent is not just his like ability to play piano and, and arrange and, and sing he's like he's an incredible band leader like this guy can mm. arrange people give them a creative environment that feels good allow them to kind of do what they're doing walk yeah. away come back make something out of what they've been playing with like the, his process was just it was fascinating to listen to and it made me it so I, I had I had a question which is what are the what are the qualities of, of a good band leader what makes a good band leader and I thought We've all played in like, you know, mid-sized. Greg, you were like earning money doing like wedding gig stuff. Um, oh yeah. So you've got plenty of experience in this. Like, what is it that makes? Definitely. What are the qualities that make somebody specifically a good band leader versus? Oh uh, man. You know, just a good <clears throat> artist. Well, I sometimes I think it's exclusive. I think some people are just like, you know, I, I'm not saying that in John Baptiste's case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, and, so, and that certain- was really just the impetus. I'd like to just talk about the band leader as a whole. Yeah, because a, a great a great band leader might actually not be a not only, like they're art, they're an artist in their own right, but not in the same forte. sense that like a songwriter would be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that okay. So the qualities, I, I I can think about G. Smith. You know, he was the uh-huh. band leader for SNL. Yeah, you know, and I and I was lucky enough to spend some time with him, like a good amount of time. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, you got to be. I think organized would be one of the top things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if you're if people if you're organized, then you can minimize the amount of questions that people have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like that might mean like having the, all the right charts. Yep. You know, so, or uh, making sure that the rehearsals that every, everyone knows exactly what's happening for rehearsals. You're organizing a lot of different you're organizing people's lives. Yep. Yeah. And not just musicians' lives, and like they get very like. <laughs> Don't waste my time, kind of. Thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, mean? I mean, everyone is obviously, but like you know, they can have divas in this in these situations. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, definitely being organized because I've also played with, you know, sadly I've played with some people who are awful at band leading, and that was like the number one thing, is that like people just didn't know what even know what to do or where to be or when to be there. Yeah. Right. And so then you have tension that builds because because of all the chaos. Yeah, and exactly, and it's like, well, you were supposed to be here. It's like I didn't know when was how was I supposed to know? Blah blah blah. Yep. And so, I know I'm not getting, I'm not even get, talking about the music stuff yet. So Jay, you 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 jump in here before I keep rambling. Well, no, I mean, I, that's exactly where I went to myself because I've, frankly, you know, like my musical history is not 
that interesting. I've I've played in a bunch of bands. I played yeah, it in is. well. I I played in a bunch of bands that played original material from which I would not call myself the band leader. So I I, I don't know. From there, I've also played in cover bands, which had like a de facto leader. And then you and I, Greg, and me for a longer stretch of time played in a uh, unnamed cover band for quite some time, a uh, tribute band. And I, yeah. you know, from that experience is where I got a lot. And I'm, I'm not going to get into personal details or anything like that, but I Probably learned a lot ones. about what works and what doesn't when you're, especially yeah. when you're working with a group of large, a large group of musicians. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. at sometimes, at some points we had nine musicians in this band and mm-hmm. right. um, it's just like Craig said, you know, it's, 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 it's about organization and it's making sure that everyone's on the same page when you show up from re- for rehearsals, making sure that everyone's, if we're going to play this song, that everyone has the same reference track. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big point. Yeah, it, I've had it, you know, make sure everyone wrong. has the same chart, and also when a question does arise, that someone with enough musical ability and enough knowledge and history of what you're trying to accomplish is able to answer that question, so that there's not a lot of like back and forth between the band members, because yeah. that can escalate so so quickly. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like a simple question, like, so what's you know, how many times do we play the verse form over this solo if the band leader doesn't step up and say okay we're gonna go twice through on his solo then it can turn very easily into oh well i heard a version where they did it like yeah. five times yeah and i we think did that's it really eight neat times that one live show and that was like amazing <laughs> you love that live show Do you right. love that live show yeah <laughs> and then that becomes you know kind of an argument yeah, yeah and, so it's, it's, it's a conversation. and when you're trying to like learn a bunch of songs it turns into a nightmare yeah um so i was never the leader of said band but i would say that i stepped in and had become de facto leader um because i was the guy with enough musical chops to tell people this is what's going to work here and this is what's not going to work here and capacity to organize things a a little bit a little bit but it was you know it's it's really hard to operate because like what Greg said, you're, you're dealing with people's lives. You're dealing with, you get them for a four-hour rehearsal, if you're lucky, on a Sunday oh, afternoon, you know. Man, um, that's all, even that's like asking a lot. And if you lot. get all the people in the Dude, same like, room at the same oh. time, it's like a godsend, you know. So you got to right. maximize exactly. your time. And it, it's yeah. hard because musicians are not renowned for being the most organized, disciplined people. Exactly. So it's, it's, I, and, and I could say that from experience that the best, some of the best musicians i've known are the worst like the worst <laughs> right sure i've seen at it you know mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. it's it's, it's a whole sad. different skill set it is and uh i think that what happens is there's some people who are so talented so young that they don't bother mm-hmm. learning that because they don't have to because they get their butt kissed a lot mm-hmm. and it's I th- jay i thought that i know. had when i was thinking about this actually was um was the amount of time we actually did get a chance to play within like Lafayette Gilchrist's purview hmm. uh, back at UMBC because yeah. he very much was somebody that kind of organized and arranged and, and uh, he had his quirks yeah. but but also I re- it really I never felt I always felt entirely comfortable exploring Absolutely. within the realms of my capabilities within that context and I always was like how did he how did he do that because it takes a Absolutely. lot for me to get out of my shell uh, sometimes yeah, look, in a room full of strangers. Back. Looking back on what that guy was able to do, and, and for guys, if you don't know, Lafayette Gilchrist is an incredible piano player, self-taught 
completely that we uh, he's still producing music in the dc area we he was our jazz ensemble instructor instructor at university of maryland baltimore county Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really pivotal guy in my musical life and i'm sure for you as well nick um yeah but he was just the coolest guy he turned us on to so much great jazz music and like you said he was able to take like this ragtag group of like umbc music students who didn't know really anything about jazz or being in a jazz band varying shades of knowledge sure (laughs) and he was able to get us making really really great music and and really exploring and feeling comfortable exploring like yeah being comfortable telling you know a 19 year old hey take these 32 bars and do whatever the you want here mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing and then like having yeah. the faith that it's going to turn out and doing right. that out out at a club yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he took yeah. us out to like jazz clubs and like hey here's yeah. a here's this student ensemble here these are my students we're gonna get up on stage and do a song this is gonna be awesome and it, yeah it, it was, was just, great yep. and so empowering and it, it was empowerment i guess is the is the yeah, key big there. time yeah. I, I remember you guys pulling me out um to go see him one time yeah yeah maybe, with the new maybe it was just you and it might, it might have been just you and I, Jay. I can't remember, but it, it was it was ages ago, obviously. Yeah. And uh, but no, I remember him being very like authentic. Yeah. yeah, very supportive, very authentic guy. Great, great musician and great leader. Um, yeah. Well, cool. But but yeah, I mean, I think with the, with a band leader, you gotta. Have, I think there's a lot of. I mean, we get, we could go on and on about this for a long time. It's a really good, interesting topic. You know, we we all worship. The the, the, hmm. the ultimate bandmaster, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and that was that. That's where I got. That's where I the organization thing. Yeah, that's where I picked oh, that yeah. up from. Is that he's yeah. like that's what he called himself basically. He's like I'm not really a, I'm just an organizer basically. Yeah, I just organize stuff. He always yep. famously and, you know, said that he couldn't if he had to audition for his own band he would never make it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never heard that, but that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like I would never. I don't um, have the musical chops to cut it in my own band. But but he does have but he has the musical like <laughs> knowledge right right and, exactly. and, and, and sometimes it's like leader. history it's like a it's like uh-huh. a vision you know what do you want to, whatever you want to call it or a concept yeah you know but I've seen different kinds of band leaders you know like like when G Smith was in Roger's band it's like Rod is Roger the band leader but not really because there's a he was G was like the musical director mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I like think a, that like basic, a number two kind of, or kind of like a like I would Roger say yeah that that's kind of a that's probably a pretty easy way to think about it but i think it's it's a little bit more like hey roger's got the the idea my job is to take that idea and then communicate it to the rest of the band yeah Yeah. because roger might not understand like oh i I need the strings to play like the notes of an f major triad yeah and he might just be like no i need the i need the strings during this section you know like that's what he might say and then it's ge's job to be like okay you play an f you play an a you play a c Yep. You know, like whatever. He might get you might get called on for different things like that. Um, I think you also might say like, "Oh, put down that like don't play that slide part there." You're sort of like producing at the same time mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think another big component of it and this this comes into play with people like um like a Miles Davis is selecting the right like if you're in the position to do this, selecting the right oh, yeah. people to be in your ensemble. Oh, yeah, right, totally. to fulfill your vision or whatever the right. leader's vision is, you know, if you're the if we're talking about musical director yes. here, and that's what Miles was able to do. So I don't think that anyone would say that Miles came and he was the best, most musical, musically organized, you know, or the nah, he just had know, a the most brilliant ear. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. He just had a forward thinking like vision, like ear, and but and everyone calls him one of the greatest band leaders of all time. 
right? Because he had yeah, so many was, great ensembles and made such a great A lot of guys music. didn't want to stay with him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and Frank was the same way. He would People wanted, they gravitated towards that because of the talent. Um, yeah. The experience might have been uh, 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 traumatizing, but <laughs> right. the talent is what got them there because the drive to like be part of this brilliant thing that's happening. Um, all right, let, well, let me let me flip this on its head, and then I'm ready to hand this off to to Greg. W- what about what about in a small band situation, four or five people, where you're trying to make original music? How important is it for there to be a band leader in that context? Jay, man, that is a tough question. That's a it's question not even a loaded one. It's more no, of like I, a, I'm not taking it as a loaded question. It, and it could the fact even that be you that play in my band, and now you're asking me this question. Mm, no, that, my that band. Was, that, was a joke. That? that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I heard, I heard. Like your stupid I Mac I joke earlier. Um, <sighs> this, um, no, it's a it's a question that I literally have been wrestling with ever since I have been in a band. Um, because I think, and I the w- the bands that I admire and the bands that I really love in like in my mind, they have this very democratic approach where everyone has you know the same say and the same rights. But in practice, that's not really always the case. And so it's, it's hard to get things done in that situation. It's right? very hard to get things done. Um, and when I was in my twenties and I had nothing to do but work at a music store and make music that was fine you know but it just i'm not saying that when you want to have something to show for it yeah and you've only got like it can't work that way i would love to be in a band where it worked that way but there it's just like any organization yeah uh there just has to be somebody with and it's not it's not a vision thing like the the it can be a collective group vision but somebody's mm-hmm. got to be like okay this is what we're doing today you know? yeah. <laughs> like what are we accomplishing what are we going to try to accomplish today and totally but uh, you know that's a hard line to because it doesn't sit well with everybody and i understand that and i and i don't want to i never want to come off as the guy that's like it's the same way with this podcast frankly since we got in, mm-hmm. you know, I never yeah. want to come off as the guy like, this is how it's going to be. But sometimes I got to kickstart the conversation if you guys haven't like come up with a topic by midday on Monday, right? I'm not saying that's yeah. always me. It could be other people too. But yeah, the, the group text has some pokes here and there. Sure. Yeah. That, so you asked, it's it's a tough question for me and I'm a little bit embarrassed oh. to kind of answer it, frankly, but no, that's no, how I feel about it. I, I, that wasn't, yeah, it was more of like, uh, you're young, even kind of isolated for a while maybe you've gotten a lot better at your instrument and yeah and and it was just kind of just an open question kind of leading into greg's topic all right yeah Yeah, so so let's say uh let's say you don't want to deal with being in a band you're like "Ah, i can play everything by myself that would be fucking cool and you know i'm 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 really good and you know what like yeah i'm i'm isolated and you know like here we are in in a pandemic and i'm just gonna you know, social media is happening. Yeah, I can post you know, this like, stuff. Well, I, I, can just, I can just make videos of myself shredding. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what we'll talk about a little bit here uh, coming up. But this is this is related to the topic. But I do want to play a song first before we get into it. This is uh, a song that what that blew my mind when I first heard it. Okay. Really? <laughs> as, a, as a budding shredder wannabe... <laughs> When I say shredder, for the folks who may not know, so the guitar player plays really fast. He's the bad guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Shredder. Shredder. Ha ha ha. By the way, random fact: Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Okay. He does the voice of Shredder. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I am not from kidding. the classic cartoon. Yes. Go back and watch it. Oh You'll find God. it on YouTube. It's unbelievable. Wow. All right. Uncle James Avery. <laughs> people up there who need those cheese danishes. The Teenage Mutant Ninja whips. Let's take them. Tonight I dine on turtle soup. I don't want you taking our car downtown to some pool hall. You, you can't do this to me. Amphib! Ooh, she's gone. <laughs> That's right, Will. No one can hear you scream. <laughs> you have... <laughs> You have won yeah. the podcast, Greg. Dude, that, no, that's one of my favorite. Like, <laughs> that is blowing my mind, Greg. Dude, yeah. And it's like, it was one of his first gigs. I think he was like really struggling, and then he landed the voice of Shredder. Wow. wow. Anyway, all right. Anyway. Thank you. So what I was actually talking about was guitar shredders. Okay, uh, and okay. This, is jo- this is Joe Satriani. Uh, this is a song called Surfing with the Alien. This is on his like second album. And uh, it's alien. from 1980. I, I don't have this, the year in front of me. it's 87 or 88. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. yeah. So here you go. Check this. Check this out. Yeah, he plays all the notes, man. That's so funny. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to call you out for saying that you had a Joe Satriani signature model, but you did have a GS100. It was, it was, uh, it had a really nice Ibanez that, and you're right. I don't even know if he had a signature model at the time because I probably would have gotten that. <laughs> <laughs> but so he got, in, he got interviewed uh, by Guitar World magazine, mm-hmm. and the headline caught my eye. And, and I decided to read the article and decided to send it to you guys as a possible topic for this week. Joe Cetriani said in this uh, Guitar World interview, young Instagram guitarists play so much better than I could ever play in terms of speed, dexterity, and complexity. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And okay. you guys, you know what he's talking about, and that's what I was re- yeah. re- you know, referring to uh, earlier as Nick kind of uh, volleyed over the topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, he's saying that you know, if you go this on guy's Instagram, a legend, right? I mean, this just for anybody who doesn't know who Joe Satriani is, like, yeah, he's a really, he's been a very successful uh, guitar uh, educator mm-hmm. in a way. He taught mm-hmm. Kirk Hammett and he taught Steve Vai. Yep, and he taught the, he taught from Primus. Yes, exactly. Yep. Larry Lalonde. Yep. Oh, here you go. Yeah, and then 
But I guess what took in a different direction, right? That's right. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Nick. But I got into that record, Surfing with the Alien. I heard it in in, um, in high school. Uh, a friend of mine's brother was also an aspiring shredder, and he brought the CD to school and let me borrow it for a week. And I was like, holy crap. I had to go buy my own copy. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> and then I kind of I took a deep dive. I, I had a book that I found at a music store, Joe Satriani, Guitar Secrets. I learned a lot of cool exercises in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, just starting to understand the fretboard and get into music theory a little bit more. Yeah. And um, that was really nice uh, to, to, to have. And then I also, I finally at one time uh, in high school, I went with some friends. We saw him at 930 Club. Nice. Okay. And that was great. This all started, by the way, there was a video called G3. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like... Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I probably showed it to you. I had that it's on like, VHS back in the day. Yeah, that's what I had. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> it was a young, it was, young it, guitarist uh, VHS collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah so maybe. G3 was like a tour that was Joe Satriani, Eric Johnson, who played the Steve song Cliffs of Dover, oh, and Steve yeah, I. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that VHS tape is just, you know, now, I, now I'd listen to the CD, and now I bought this cassette tape, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> it's, it, it has an age. It hasn't really aged super well, but no. it's still great. It's still great. And um, So this guy's saying I, that these Instagram guitarists are better than, than he is. Right. You know, I thought that was an interesting thing for him to say. Joe Satriani also said he was asked to share a warm-up exercise and a repetitive finger strength building lick that he'd recommend. And mm-hmm. basically, you know, unlike when I was growing up and he was putting out books that were blowing everyone's minds... He said, I think after watching a lot of young players on Instagram today that I am completely unqualified to answer that question. First of all, because they play so much better than I ever could. But, And he says, it's really exciting. He's not down on it. You know, he's exciting that there's all these guitar players that are doing all this stuff. And yeah, that's he, he, quite a yeah, thing to say. He, and he wishes that all their albums were in the top, the top 10 instead of, you know, having to go to Instagram to hear these guys. Because he makes the point, like, it's not like you've, you know this this kind of crop of budding virtuoso players. It's cool that they're on Instagram, but that's all they are. That's all you see them. Right. That, that that's the only place you see them. And then he uh, he went on to say something pretty interesting. He he wanted to caution the young guitarists on there because they're focusing maybe a little too much on the social media visibility, mm-hmm. and that he should actually maybe that. To try to encourage them to find other people to play with and audiences to play for, ah, and, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like that's how, and that's how you're going to really develop true musicianship. So I thought that was an interesting thing to hear, and uh, I'm sure we all have thoughts because we all peruse online, and you know yeah. we're all interested in music, obviously, very interested, and and so things are going to pop up on our feeds, and yeah, it might be someone kind of doing that thing. Nick, do you have a thought? Yeah, so that was that was kind of like the connecting thing that I saw because he because he did he had this like these these kids are absolutely phenomenal, but that's but we're here to play for people, and and with people, and my question was actually is that is that still true? Hmm, that's an interesting thing to to think about. I mean, I, I I'll say I hope so. I really hope so. Like I I hope that's, yeah. that's the case. Um, but then I was actually thinking about it. I was like, well, no. I mean, if you if you can sit in your basement and record videos of yourself and can get like revenue supported ads are it does it is are you losing something are you losing something by not experiencing the music with other people by playing this music with other people well i mean this this whole thing goes goes really deep yeah 
Your question is, um, are you losing something by not playing with people and... Correct. I think the, the corollary to that is, are you losing something by not seeing live musicians in person? Okay. Is that stretching too far? I mean, I think it's... I guess if you aspire... Well, if 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 the, is that if the what, audience is, that part is the of audience your is, question is, that you're asking is I'm this young like aficionado whatever I'm this young kid who's really shredding. Am I limiting myself by just focusing on personal performance for the sake yeah. of putting it on Instagram and not playing with other people and yeah. not going out to perform for other people? Yeah, does that is that 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 was kind yeah, of in, I, in that spirit. I, I have a lot of really, 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 really strong opinions on this. And I, I don't, like, I, I agree with everything that Joe Satriani said in this piece. And there's nothing there. I want to say from the outset, no matter what I say, because I'm sure I will go down some rabbit holes, but there's nothing wrong with playing by yourself. There's nothing wrong with improving your skills. There's nothing wrong with trying to become the best at your instrument that you can become. Yeah. Absolutely nothing 100%. wrong with that. 100%. Um, it is a skill that is and a discipline that is worthy of your time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But music is people coming together and making vibrations of air that mm -hmm. make other people happy mm -hmm. and make themselves happy. Yeah. Um, and that can happen remotely, but it's not the same as doing it in the same room. It yeah. will never be the same as doing it in the same room. And I thought that what, what you were asking, Nick, was have we moved past that point in human history where we don't need to be in the same room to experience music together? Or do and I think we've come a long think, way. Do people wrongly think maybe that you can do it without that? Is I, kind think of what, that yeah. I think that's probably a lot of... I think, yes. And conveniently, of course, you know, for those of us who have been stuck in our house, houses for the last two years, of course, yeah. It, it feels like the same to pull up a concert on YouTube. But go to a concert, it's going to feel a lot different. <laughs> 100%, you know, I agree. Yeah. W you know, when you're there and you're witnessing it and you're part of a crowd and mm. they're witnessing it too, it's a different thing. I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't know. But, oh, of course. Um, and then also <laughs> and on, the, on the whole playing with people thing, that's how you, that is how you truly improve as a musician. I can't, all of us have met musicians who are supremely skilled on their instruments who can play circles around you but can't find a band to play in either because they don't want to or they they're not a good hang or they have never played with musicians before mm -hmm. and look where they are now you know yeah. and it's just not a learned to listen maybe it's, yeah. it's not a, it, they haven't learned to listen there's so many valuable life lessons and musical lessons that you learn that you can only learn from playing in a group Right. No, I mean, it's if you want to, you can't you can't sing harmony like by yourself. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like you, can't, you know, different things like that. But um, and it it, it it depends on it depends on a lot of things. But I can also say, Jay, that um, the experience of making a video and putting it up on Instagram, which is something I've done, mm -hmm. you know, is very different from playing live. You know what I mean? It's, oh sure, yeah. But but yeah. but the but to the consumer, it's like, oh, this guy's just jamming. But right. you like, dude, if you want to make a really good video, like it's, it takes it, it's not just you jamming. Oh yeah, you know, no, I know. you got to really take the time, set it up, set, get the lightning the lighting correct. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot. What a lot of people don't realize is that you have to record directly into a uh, 
a, a digital audio workstation, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or something like a DAW, as we call it, right? Right. And then, and then you don't have to, but that's what a lot of the times that was something that you're seeing is that the audio is actually matched. It's record. It's not like they just turn on their phone and boom, they're off. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's really them playing, but then you. You take line the, the audio, audio up to you, the... you yeah you match it up exactly like Nick said you line it up so you're here what you're hearing is not like as if you were actually in the room right mm-hmm. but right. that's how you get it to be clear enough to come through especially on you know some someone's phone yep right, right. yeah um, and sometimes it's worth doing and I've I, you know I've had some but uh, the best video that I ever got though I didn't do that. I just <laughs> I just used my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. No, I mean that's you why just I never agreed. know what's going to hit. That's why I agree totally with what Joe was saying. Like I'm not taking anything away from that. I think it's a valuable yeah. experience, and no. it does take a lot of effort and it's a lot of talent. It's I, I just it not. A, it's not making music with a group of people. It's just not. Yeah, and it, it was. It, I thought it was such a. Uh, like I really don't know much about Satriani other than the guy's name and like his pedigree and all of the stuff that you all the stuff that you guys had listed through. But I thought this was is a brilliant way to communicate with with that gen- with this generation is to say like you guys are better than I was, but you got to get out there. You got to play with some people. You got to right. play for people. You got to you got to learn what feeding off live energy is like because it's yep. so different than than yeah. in retrospect looking and seeing your likes you know get boosted. Um, yeah, I got two words response to that. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I, I, I'm, 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 I hope totally, not. Yeah. I'm totally kidding because because you're right. But that's but that's how that's what was good about the Satriani thing is that he came off in a way that like like you said he was, was encouraging genuine, first, and it was also like he yeah. was giving them like mad props yeah. because just for yes. Joe Satriani to say that there's kids out there better than he ever, has ever been. That's yeah. that takes a lot for anybody. To, you yeah. know what I mean? Somebody that's been doing it for fifty years—it's that's crazy. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I that's, thought, but, I it but that's cool. how it's, it's so difficult these days to 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 come off and not be vulnerable to that comeback. Yes, you know what yes. I'm yeah, that's that's yes. all I was trying to say, Nick. I yeah. obviously wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't trying to. I completely agree with you a thousand percent. So, but that's where it that's where it is. It's like, oh well, you guys shouldn't just focus on social media. It's like, okay, boomer. Like, what else are we supposed to do? It's like, well, you can still book gigs. Like, there are get you know yeah. gigs are back. Right. Right, yeah. you know, what I mean? yeah. like, it's like you got to get out there and, or go to the jam session, or go just go hang out with your friend and like and pick but stuff up. You know, I think planting that seed in, the, in that in like people that that do have that mentality, planting the seed that no, you're you're missing out. You're really missing out on something yeah. by not going and doing that. I think it's, it's like people. It's a pretty cool. It's a pretty little. That's a pretty cool way to go about it. It's like people playing tennis against the wall. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> hey, okay, let's see. You, let's see how you do against somebody else. You know, yeah. I mean, you'll learn. It's not like, oh, who's the best? You know, it's because that's that, it. Should never be about that, right? But it Agreed. should just be about like who mm-hmm. is who has like tapped into something that and is that's making other people happy. And that's what these Instagram videos can feed into. That like that there is the there is a best out there mm-hmm. you know yeah. like the, tap into that mentality and i just don't think that that's what music is about when it's done really well i, I think i think you're right and i mean there are some exceptions though like of when course, you hear like course. that that, that zappa stuff you know we were freaking out that we called it the album of the year because they're it's like holy crap yeah but it's a combination of virtuosity and the live audience and the, the insane amount of organ yeah the collaboration and this that it is with other people it's not just one it's not just frank zappa being like look how fast i'm going 
Right. 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 And know, the creativity it's, it's, that you experience is a, it's different. It's yeah. not it's not the same as I mean you can harmonize by yourself because Jacob Collier's got three hour videos showing you yeah, that's how you can true. layer yes, twelve thousand tracks of vocals on top of each other. Yeah, um, no, you're absolutely right. But it's not the same it's 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 not a chorus it's not true chorus. Because the frequencies in your voice are gonna like replicate they're gonna repeat, you know? It's, yeah, and you you feel it. You feel you feel the harmony. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there you have it. You know, Joe Zastriani coming out and being a boomer. Good for him, man. Yeah. <laughs> boom away. Boom, boom, boom. Boom away, Joe. I'm for this. And I agree. And I, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talented kids out there. Keep doing your thing. Absolutely. Keep making your videos, but just don't make it all about that. And you know, yeah. see what happens. Maybe maybe we're wrong, and that's we would we will have pulled you off the right path somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well let us know come on the show <laughs> yeah yeah indeed right all on, right jay all jay right, what's boys. up let's finish this thing up i'm gonna play a song for you called soul drums soul oh boy drums. this nice. um this year's song is by a guy named bernard pretty purdy purdy oh, purdy party show and yes indeed thank you nick yeah uh and this was recorded in 1967. 67. Peep this. He's so good. So good, right? Hell yes. Oh, man. That's off of the, his uh, debut album from 1967 called Soul Drums. That's the title track. Um, Bernard, pretty purdy. Um, I, I actually know him from Steely Dan Records because he's the guy yeah. kind of uh, originated what he calls the purdy shuffle, um, which yep. you know is like the backing track for pretty much everything from late 70s Steely Dan like Asia era like mm-hmm. it just forms that groove yep. but my gosh that's such a good track and because there's so much really funky drums without instrumentation behind it that particular track along with a lot of tracks on this album have been sampled by just about yeah. everybody in hip hop and music mm-hmm. yeah so I want to play a little bit of a quiz here this is not um, this, this will not be recorded for the annals of you should check it out history, but can anyone name one of like the top five popular tracks that songs that have sampled that drum track? That one? Yeah. No, I don't think I can. Oh man, there's gotta be a Beastie Boy song. <laughs> You're probably right about that. But the one that I have in my head is uh, by a guy named Beck. 
Oh, oh yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Devil's haircut? Devil's haircut. You got it, baby. Yeah. Damn. You can really tell from the reverb on that snare. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You got it, man. Oh, it's, wow. like, it's, it's, it's every other one. Were they just like bringing, I mean, they might have just been turning the the knob on that one. You know, it, I mean, running, if it's 67, that's, you know, there's probably a, a reverb tank or a room somewhere. Yeah, yeah those mm-hmm. are just like on, yeah. off, on, <laughs> off. Exactly. Crazy. All right. Well, guys, that was just an amuse-bouche for my topic today. Um, All right. So we've talked so far uh, in today's episode about, um, Nick, you're talking about uh, music creation, band leadership, you know, how to get a a track and an ensemble off the ground. Mm -hmm. Nick, you've been talking, or uh, Greg, you've been talking about how to get your tracks out to the people um, Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, how the kids are getting out music out Mm -hmm. to the people and how Mm -hmm. um, other people are. And what I would like to talk about is how we listen to music oh, because per- music. in particular okay. we've been talking we we've been talking a lot of smack on Spotify the last couple of weeks sure true have. with 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 good reason Earn smack there's, yeah yeah a little bit you know there's the whole Joe Rogan controversy Spotify I've been a Spotify subscriber since we don't have to go down to everybody's streaming musical history but I actually my first streaming service was Mog do any of you remember Mog M O G music I don't think so. God, I mean, I this must it. have been like 20, 2009, 2010, something like that. Okay. But that, they got sued somehow, and then then, and then Spotify, you know, jumped on the scene, and I, I've been paying for it ever since. But I've been really genuinely happy with Spotify. You know, there's a lot of for-pay services that I use in my day-to-day that I'm not quite as happy with, but Spotify I'm genuinely pretty happy with. But yeah. it does the job. Satisfied. It does the job, Greg. Yes, exactly. But, you know, with all the controversy around, I've been kind of like rethinking my allegiance to Spotify. Okay. And I know, Nick, you are an ardent Apple Music subscriber. It's Yeah, it's where, where I found and myself. And, yeah. Greg, I know that you are a title yes. junkie. Um, so, I kind of wanted, I, I did a little bit of research on kind of some of the other streaming options out there for people. So if you didn't want to go down the Spotify, you know, route and you are willing to pay a monthly fee for access to the entire catalog of your recorded music history, um, which I think is a pretty fair economic trade-off mm-hmm. <laughs> from mm-hmm. the consumer's yeah. perspective. Quite a value. Um, if you didn't want to go with Spotify, what else is out there? So I, I started to kind of do some research on this. I I, I I looked at uh, six different ones, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, there's Amazon Music, YouTube Music, mm-hmm. uh, there's Deezer, right? Uh, and then there's this new guy on the scene, Cobuzz. You guys heard of Cobuzz? No. No. No? No. No, mind yeah. if I Google that's really kind of fasc- That's really kind of fascinating to me because they kind of seem like one of the more attractive options right now, huh. but no one's ever heard of them. So They're French. Oh, that must be the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You can't trust the problem. Mais qu'est-ce qui se passe? Je vais vous écouter de la musique. Huh? <laughs> Ça marche plus. The, the problem with them is that as soon as they would get sued, they just roll over and just. Uh, oh, all right. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so anyway, 
I, I honestly, I, I went through and kind of researched everything. And, you know, if you look at the stats, just the numbers between these different services, they're all really kind of the same. I think if I was a, a more a, a journalist with more integrity or more time on my hands, I think I would have signed up for some more trial, like, you know, the limited time trial offers sure. to try out these services mm -hmm. personally, because I think that can be really instructive. But just on paper, there's really not too much to separate these guys. So just to go through Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, they're all $10 a month. Okay. Um, Amazon Music is $10 a month. It's $8 VRF Prime. Kobuz is $13 a month. YouTube Music is $11.99, but you also get access to YouTube Premium. Mm -hmm. And Deezer is $10 a month. So they're all pretty much the same. They basically all offer family plans that you can have up to six other members for another five bucks a month. They all basically have the same number of tracks at this point. I think the lowest one is YouTube music that lists 60 million tracks advertised. But, you know, we're kind of just splitting hairs at that point. Right. There is the music quality issue that we've touched on in the past. But if you just go on, like, the basic plan, the, the first tier paid tier for all of these services, they're all basically the same. Spotify is 320 kbps. Apple Music is 256. Yeah. Yeah. Title is an outlier at 1411 kbps. Amazon Music 256. Uh, Kobuz comes out the gate at 6,971 kbps. <laughs> okay, so, so that's the value proposition. Yeah, okay. If you can tell the difference between that and that, then that would be your one of choice. Uh, YouTube Music 320 and Deezer 320. So that's basically all the same. I mean, uh, there is the podcast thing. If you're really into podcasts and you want to listen to podcasts on your streaming service, that would be Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music, YouTube, and Deezer. Kobuz and Apple Music do not have podcasts, as far no, as I know. Got, Apple's got the same. They have that, but there's Apple Podcasts. Yeah, right? Apple, Apple Podcasts, sure. Apple kind of made podcasts. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, on paper... There's not too much difference, and I wish I could tell you more about the other ones, but I, I thought it would be good since we do have, at least amongst the three of us, we use three different services. If I could just get you guys to kind of list some of the pros and cons, like honestly, you know, we're not trying to hype or sell anything here um, no. between the, the two. So maybe Greg, you go first. What, what do you like about Title and what do you hate about it? What would you change? Um, I can't honestly, I mean, all right, I started with Spotify. Okay. And then can't even remember how I got into Tidal, to be fair. I ended up with Tidal somehow, and uh, Spotify had been my original streaming platform, but I never went back to Spotify. Um, I think I've told this story before. At one point, I had like a little moment where I was overlapping, and mm -hmm. someone selected a song on Spotify instead of Tidal, and I was like, right. where's, the, where's the low end? Yeah, I was right. missing something. Mm. So I really kind of accidentally A-beat it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's it's possible that the setting wasn't it was for lower, you know, like you can get in there and set right. different tiers the, of the quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that could have been it. Honestly, I can't say for sure. But but you stuck with title since then. I stuck with title. Yeah, and I mean, I do remember that artists were getting paid more. That was part of their selling point. It's still right. pennies, you know, micro pennies. Um, it is, but it I, adds I found up. something. I found oh, something sorry. out interesting. It's like five with, times, I think, what Spotify pays. Like, it, it's know. it's significantly higher than Spotify, but also with titles like their premium tier, like their highest tier, the Hi-Fi Plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have this thing called direct artist payouts, 
And if you're in the Hi-Fi Plus tier, up to 10% of your subscription is directed to the artists you listen to the most, which really? is something that no other service does. That's wow. And I think that's really, really, really cool. And that can yeah, add up that, to like, that can really, yeah. really add up for bands. Yeah. And I think that, um, well, that's great to hear because I, I don't think that he had that initially. Maybe they did. Um, but it sounds like that might have been even an upgrade. Yeah, and, and that's have, only uh, on their twenty dollar a month plan, right? Okay, which is included my in my. It's included in my uh, Sprint mobile plan. Oh, it was really? like a promotion. It was oh. a promotion. Yeah, that's not how I started with it, but I ended up getting it on that plan. <laughs> just it luckily was like I was like, oh, cool, I already used that, so I'll just be kind of like roped in mm-hmm. to um, to that with bill. Your phone, yeah, but no, it's it's cool. And then they have uh, certain albums they put they put out there um, with uh, master. The master quality, like the master yeah. version, and that's yeah. really nice. I mean, like sometimes it takes a little while. It take, take up a lot of room on your phone if you you can download things, you know. Because mm-hmm. like if I get on the plane and I don't have Wi-Fi, I'd want to make sure I have some stuff to listen to. Yeah, but I felt like the, I feel like the quality is pretty ripping. You what know? about and, the um, what about like recommendations and like playlists? I don't usually like that. do that. that okay. that's not a feature that's important to me. You just go but search for artists you know. But sometimes if uh, if I'm listening to a record or something and then it ends it will just jump to another artist and there's been a few times yeah where uh it'll land on something cool okay but that's just not a big feature for me i kind of have enough musical like you know what you want to listen to yes you know sometimes you know but um but maybe i don't know maybe i should just like use those features there there are definitely uh playlists that pop up that are suggested for me i don't usually try them Anything like significant about like like the app experience that you hate or anything that you would really change? Um, no, I mean it's if a streaming platform just has to work. It's worked consistently. As soon, you know, as long as I've either downloaded it or I have a decent signal somewhere, Fair I enough. can usually hear what I want to hear. And um, it's rare that there's something that's not on there. Fair enough. You know, except for except for Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not missing. <laughs> but uh, thanks to Spotify. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah so, All right, Nick. Yeah, let's yeah. make That's the case for Apple Music. Um, I was just thinking about it. The, the way I came into Apple Music um, was they had a program before Apple Music called Music Match, mm-hmm. and that was really cool because what you could do, they basically said like, "Look, Napster generation, we know you didn't pay for it. We don't care. We want you to pay us now. So mm-hmm. if you take your entire library." put it into iTunes and we will we will allow you to just listen to that from any of your devices on our platform and that was music match so you could buy mm. new music that got added to your library but anything that you initially had uploaded including original music like it basically would go into some sort of like fake iCloud that mm-hmm. was kind of just for this so I could listen to you know I could listen to like stuff that we were working on within mm-hmm. any of my Apple devices because it was they would sync that up uh, so that was like a really cool feature and then when we switched over to Apple Music, it was really more of convenience just because at that point, we've got a household of five and everybody here has some sort of iOS device. Um, That's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, it just made sense for, from an economic standpoint because we were paying for iCloud and all that. Um, so I think a lot of this comes down to ecosystem. One thing recently that's been, that's been nice uh, and probably works across all these apps as well, but um, Alexa is, uh, is terrible with... with um, like unique band names, it doesn't let you like spell Agreed. it when you try to. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll make a playlist in Apple Music, give it a name that's easy, and then just say, "Hey Alexa, play," and then I'll say the the, the name of the playlist on Apple Music, and and I can right. you know just been creating it. It's basically just jumps over to Apple Music, and um, so I can get that across devices as well. It doesn't require that everything be on Apple. Quality has been fine for me. 
I mean, they're a big name. I, I, I do like that they that they make artists pay out a priority. Um, mm -hmm. That that title thing is actually really cool, though. And, and I'm on Sprint, so I'm, I'm actually look into that because because I think that honestly is probably what it would come down to. Ecosystem convenience aside, it yeah. would be what's actually paying artists the fairest, or what what's make what's kind of what's which brand has that as part of their like ethos, so that that's really yeah. going to be something they stay true to. And if not, I'm interested. I'm bail. interested about the ecosystem thing because I didn't know that a Apple Music was actually available on Android and also on Windows. They actually have a Windows app. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sure. know that. Have you experienced it? Do you know what it's like? Because most people um, say it's like it's so, kind of. I mean, we use bougie. it on the Xbox. Um, oh, really? Which, okay. is, which is a Windows. You know, I mean, it's just essentially yeah. running Windows. Um, yeah. And it hmm. works absolutely fine. Um, and ties into the. You know Apple movies as well, but that's yeah, I've definitely used it there where I can just pull yeah. a play playlist up on the Xbox. Um, not on a PC, uh, and I don't I don't have experience using Android with Apple Music. I hmm, yeah, I don't know. I, I I haven't I haven't touched too much Android in the past two or three years. So yeah. the last I Fair checked, enough. Last I, I checked, didn't it even was know it was to, it was tough to have cross device support over there yeah. that was consistent, but. I didn't even um, know it was a thing because the thing that really intrigues me about Apple Music is that they have that digital music locker, which is a, you know, it's a it's a holdover from that music match thing. Yeah, so you can actually yeah. import your own mm -hmm. music library to play alongside, you know, your other tracks. All, all these devices, which is really really attractive to me. But you know, I'm a Windows guy, so I don't want to like have an app that's kind of kludgy and and broken. So, sure. but I I do have an Apple phone. So that would be nice. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued enough. It probably would be really convenient with the phone and the computer because if you could be editing and plop it into Apple Music and then it's available on your phone phone yeah. is like streaming from Apple servers, yeah. um, which are just faster often than trying to listen through some of the other services. Yeah, so it's um, it's one of many, and like you said, they really do have a lot of parity as far as features go, um, because the market's gotten to be a bit mature. So to me, it kind of comes down to what's going to work, you know, from a usability standpoint, like you were getting at, um, what works well, and who's paying the artist the most. Yeah, and and, and so and I'm, I'm I'm happy with Apple Music, but but awesome. I am going to check out awesome. that title thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, the the only thing I really have. I, the only thing that's really pushing me away from Spotify at this point is like I, they've kind of done some like new UI things that bug me a little bit. They okay. they're really pushing their podcasts a lot. Yeah, like well, they way spend a lot above of music. <laughs> they spend a lot of money on it, and it, you know. But I do listen to podcasts sometimes on Spotify. But I mm -hmm. really also have a really good podcast app on my phone. Yeah, to listen to podcasts, so I don't really need you for that. And they kind of they've kind of taken the things that I really love about Spotify, which is their Discover Weekly new curated playlists for me. Algorithmically, mm -hmm. is not, and then the daily mixes, and they they just bury them. They make them really really hard to find, which is just that's, dumb. To that's me. really unfortunate. It is. Yeah. It is. It's like yeah. the one thing I really touted about Spotify. And then the other thing is just like all the political and social baggage that's coming with it now, yeah. and also the fact that they pay so little to artists, and that's that really is starting to grind. My gear, starting to grind my gears more, yeah. and more and more. The more we talk about it, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm open to all of these. I've kind of want to. I, I the other thing I w had on my spreadsheet here that I didn't mention is that all of these things have at least thirty day trial periods. Uh, mm -hmm. Apple Music and Title have a ninety day trial period, so that's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. ninety days. Be plenty of time to see if it works for you. So yeah, and if I didn't know that they were all kind of in the same price tier too, like I thought the Title was just 
more expensive period but you know you get, if you get better streaming quality and the same number of artists are there and the yeah well, and, and, and I will say also, Apple does do a great job of bundling. So, like, it, it, can, it can, if you're paying, if you're already paying for, like, iCloud, and especially if you're playing for, paying for Apple TV, you should yeah. actually be able to just get Apple Music for free at that point within the cost, like, because they, they have true. this bundling for all of those. So, worth looking into. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I thought, uh, just throw that out there and uh, get everybody's opinions if, yeah, if uh, anybody wants to work on dismantling the monumental edifice that is Spotify. <laughs> you know, we're all just got to take little chunks out of the bottom. Little, little pokes here and there. Yep. There you go. Yep. But as far as the edifice of you should check it out, we are not going anywhere. Mm-mm. No. And we're going to keep delivering nope. fantastic quali- quality content like this week Wherever after week. Wherever they'll have us. Yep. 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 <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Platform agnostic. Uh, But, uh, you know, should you want to get in touch with us and tell us what we're doing wrong or right, Greg, let the fine people know where to get in touch with us, please. Visit us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Our handle is at shouldcheck. But go talk about it in person, you know, if you can. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever podcasts Deezer. are heard. Cubos. Cubos. Mm-hmm. YouTube. And, uh, yeah, leave a review if you can. And, as always, tell a friend you should check it out. There it is. Yes, indeed. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Sorry for the technical difficulties at the beginning of today's show. I apologize again. I'm Nobody sorry for bringing knows. a bad attitude, but I think we did an okay We're job good. here. We're good. Excellent. We're good. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. All right, boys. Peace. Mm. Later. Love you. See you.